Hey everyone, it's Gabby and Danny and Manny and you're listening to Oye, Let's Talk. Hola mi gente, today we are going to talk about a brand new language which isn't really all that brand new but one that you're only exposed to every so often. Everyone picks up on the linguistics of it, everyone picks on the phrasing. I'm talking about like that corporate talk corporate speak, corporate jargon, CEO-esque. Yeah, um, we've all kind of heard it, the per my last email type of stuff. So just for some definitions before we really dive into this, it started out being called business English. So it, you were using phrases and words meant for the economy or a business goal. And the idea was that you were more knowledgeable or understood factors or, you know, variables that were like hindering or maybe hopefully benefiting a business goal. Then it became regular. So how did per my last email come from a business goal? That's what we're here to discuss. There's whole classes on this topic. So we're here giving you not exactly an expert level freebie, but uh, speak like a CEO, if you will, or business English 0.1 rather than a 101, or how to nail corporate speak. All the things I just mentioned are actual classes you can pay for. So hopefully oh this God. is a nice introduction. So before we really truly dive in, everyone, my co-hosts here, how do we first, or how are people typically first exposed to corporate talk? What was your experience? So I think my first experience was actually in high school. So I, I'm just going to say this one thing. I'm such a nerd for corporate talk. I love corporate talk and not because I think to some, it sounds condescending, but to me, it's just it's like a Bible. It's like, you know how in grammar for for print journalism, we have like the AP style book. For me, like corporate talk is like a must. If you if you are not like respectful or like professional in this manner, to me, it's like such a turnoff. Like do not address me in any sort of way if you do not write a professional email. Um, and I think that's where we mostly see corporate talk, if we're being honest. I think usually like via email. Um, so yeah, I think because of the school that I went to, I went to an international baccalaureate program, um, which is very okay, like advanced. Danny, IB program. <laughs> yeah, I did the IB thing. Um, and so we were taught to to basically write very professional. Interesting. Okay, I, I just want to throw in there that Manny and I also went to not an IB <laughs> program, but like a vocational high school that you got like real world skills. But Manny was like an EMT. So like he came out with CPR certification, which arguably oh is like a little more. I actually um, went to I was I was in the nursing program and I. Oh, wait, I lie. Yeah, you were nursing. <laughs> the first time I heard the corporate talk was my job out of college. I worked at an eye doctor's office. But the eye doctor was with this optical that was corporate owned. It was a chain. Um, it was a, uh, yes, it was a chain. And this chain was big on selling eyeglasses. And I, you know, it's one of, I realized that it was corporate talk when the manager would keep using this word that to this day I am triggered by and I despise this word and she would say leverage I hate the word leverage <laughs> because I guys I I'm sorry y'all I hate this word let's use this to leverage this or let's leverage this sale or and it, it can be used across any industry and it's almost this filler word and that's when I really 
grasp oh she's using this you know this this corporate talk to get her point across because it's gonna make her sound better it's gonna you know instead of just hey let's use this because it's gonna be better instead of using this fancy word leverage that's actually really funny because the first time I heard any type of corporate speak, it was actually secondhand. So my father's a Cuban immigrant and he works, he's like a blue collar worker, but he had a lot of management to respond to, like his middle manager, his boss, his like um, office boss, like HR people, and then also like regional managers and corporate managers. So he would always come home and say like, yeah, I had to tell him I needed to take like PTO when he doesn't get a lot of benefits. And he had to explain like, you know, paid time off. <laughs> I had to tell them to like, I had to tell them straight up. Like, I'm not just taking vacation. I'm taking paid time off or I have to leverage my paid time off because I have few sick days and et cetera. And I remember being younger and thinking like, why, why does he explain his work stories? Like how, why does he have to translate everything? Um, and that actually kind of goes to my next point. Like how useful is corporate talk? Like I, I wonder, like, yes, I understand how it can be its own thing, but does it really help? Like, does it help business get better? I think, like Danny said, it's, I think it's essential. If you want to yeah. communicate with others in a professional way, because, you know, we you joked about as per my last email, but that's kind of like a little petty jab at Susan for ignoring your last email as per my last email below, you know. So it's kind of a way to, you know, get your point across and be like, hey, I deserve my respect or I can effectively communicate what I need or what the project needs in order to achieve our goals. And that's corporate talk. <laughs> achieve our goals. A hundred percent. I think that as much as a lot of people might make fun of it, I think for me, at least it's some sort of like a universal language um, to just be cordial. You know, that, you know, to be respectful and like what Manny said, like to just sort of poke at the fact like, hey, you know, I'm trying to address this issue that you might have missed, you might have forgotten, you know, we're all busy, depending on what job you have, you have multiple tasks at a time. So this is just, I think, a cordial way to say, hey, heads up, I haven't forgotten about this, just wanted to bring it to your attention that this is still, you know, at hand, this is important, please you know, address it. To be honest, like I see both sides because it's one way to not be as rude or to come off passive aggressive at so instead of like outright hostile towards someone. You think someone. it's passive aggressive? Well, I guess it depends on how you use it. But I think that's a lot my of thing. I feel like some people use corporate speak as an excuse to be passive aggressive in the workplace when um, you can just say what you mean. Or in some cases, I see how like it sets a certain standard of professionalism. So people talk to each other more respectfully. But then when it's like teetering on the line of, oh, I don't want to be respectful, I'm upset, or I'm annoyed, or I'm exhausted, I can definitely see how people use it as some sort of passive aggressiveness and or, how do I say, like, but I, but just to fight with you a little bit on this, I think <laughs> the concept of being nice, you can also take the concept of being nice and be condescending or be like, sarcastically rude about it too. So like, I think the the main point of this or the idea of this at the beginning or initially was not to be condescending it was meant to be like a professional thing I get it yeah I do and I think sometimes it can be elitist like the whole point is to mm -hmm. say that you're, you may be more knowledgeable <laughs> than someone but like 
if I want you to do a chart or send an email, I should just say that. Whereas other people are, are saying like, hey, I'm just checking in on that project. And you're like, well, right. I think I have it covered. Like, what do you mean by this X, Y, Z? Or let's lay out expectations, which is kind of in some ways, uh, oh, I don't think you're um, performing properly. Um, and that that's where I think it kind of creates a barrier, right? Because there's some people like who English may not be their first language or they have different cultural nuances. And I think corporate speak can be a barrier in that someone has to now double translate what someone really means, or you really have to have a great grasp on nuances. People who are on, um, ooh, what is it called? Like, not the autism spectrum, or neurobehavioral spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, people who don't always pick up, like, sociological cues as what may be considered the norm. If you don't know if someone's being sarcastic or, like, you take things at face value, I feel like cor- like corporate speak can be a barrier there because... If someone doesn't understand it, it doesn't mean that they're like incapable of doing a job or that they're dumb. I just feel like um, it's just you're trying to say something else in a professional made up way as opposed to just directly communicating exactly what you need in some cases. Um, That's not necessarily always the case you can fight me on it either of you yeah I will fight you on it I was gonna say like yes you can see it as a barrier but I think also as like what I was saying before about it being a universal language I do think that it could be more inclusive like I do see this being some sort of as like a guidebook for someone who is an immigrant here whose English is their second language and they pick up on these few phrases here and there that you hear all the time and you will pick up on them and it's easier to use them you know, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, you you make a good point, Gabby. Like, I feel like most of these things are like idioms. And that's even for an English speaker, like, you know, a child, let's get the ball rolling. What ball? It's not a physical ball. You How know, do I like, roll it? <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. So it is, you're 100% correct. Like, that could definitely be a barrier. But it it's I think it's necessary. I think it is necessary to even get your point across. Like, you were just saying, like, hey, we have tight deadlines instead of saying, uh, hey, hurry up and do this. You know, I feel like maybe corporate talks gives it that urgency and that, I don't know, that professionalism question mark. I think also I'm thinking about people who document everything. And given the fact that corporate talk is mainly seen in emails, I think it's a nice way to document it and have Mm. it there. If you ever need to go to HR, like, hey, I warned him about this, but you weren't you know how we say it in Spanish like you weren't cursing at him you weren't telling him anything rude or insulting the fact that they're slow or incapable or didn't see the last email or you know as per my last email let me know if you need anything else no you don't need anything else because I provided everything you ever needed in the past few emails that you did (laughs) ignore so you know that's my take on it (laughs) I I will say that because mm-hmm. I'm a receipt keeper. Like, if I feel like I was talked to not in the right way, even if, like, all the language is there. Like, I take those screenshots. So, like, if you're an employer or oh my if God. you're a middle manager. Yeah, you, need to, you need to watch out for the Gabbies of this like, world. Like, no, I'll, I'll straight up say it. Like, if I feel like, oh, I'm having too much conflict with one person, like, I might need this for HR later. Because HR is always going to be like, is this the first instance, you second instance? Mm-hmm. I'm like, nah, I got receipts. <laughs> like, it just blew up at this exactly. instance, et cetera. Because you never want to be caught as the bad bad guy. And as you can probably tell, like at one point, I call it cutting the bull crap. Like I'll cut the corporate speak and be like, hey, I'm confused. Like you're communicating with me in a roundabout way. Can you just be blunt? Or like, can I have more Ooh, direct communication? That's a good one. Um, and that's when someone like could take it as like an aggressive tone. Or if I'm like, oh, thanks for the help. 
when you type out thanks for the help, someone may take it as like offensive, which I never understood. I don't get it. Or if you didn't provide a lot of help and all you're saying is I don't know what to do. I'm like, okay, well, thanks for the help. Like you at least responded. (laughs) But You'd be surprised like how many people take things the wrong way, which is why I will. I do want to discuss like, do you think corporate talk is a career hack at the end of the day? Do you think people make it further if they've mastered this skill? Yes, I I think so. Because uh, yes, I believe so. Because there are certain even for like think about it for a position um uh let's say you want to get promoted or a raise or even communicating concerns you know i feel like those things need to be properly communicated and you do need to convince this other person of what it is and sometimes you need to learn how to dominate the language in order to communicate effectively you understand if you're going inside you know your boss's office and you're going to ask for a raise like you don't just say, Hey, I want to raise. No, there's a way if you can dominate the talk. Hey, this X, Y, and Z, you understand what you understand what mm-hmm, I'm saying? Mm-hmm, yeah. I, yes. The, these are my deliverables. Can we please discuss some sort of, some sort Compen- of increase or like compensation yeah. or some sort of reward for, for, um, meeting these benchmarks. Yeah. But look I, at that. Exactly. I do think exactly. that you can be professional without the corporate jargon. You know, I do think that there could be a way around it. Okay, that's uh, that's an argument. You know, to and make. I think as long as you're professional about it, you you will get someplace. I think that's the trick. The trick is to be professional in every single setting, not necessarily and I think, using these phrases. Yes, and I think that's the career hack right there is like knowing how to still be professional with not getting caught up in the jargon. Because I feel like some people can talk the talk. Mm-hmm but can't walk the walk. So like Mm -hmm. you need to be able to back up your skills. Mm -hmm. So I do think people make it a little bit further because they have a good grasp of translating corporate speak, but they're not um, inundated or caught up in using it. And that's corporate talk. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I also want to address this because I found it so cool. I took like almost a whole class on it. Um, I did a global strategic communications, a graduate certificate and one class kind of did cultural oh so i feel like danny can like probably resonate with this even though it happened so long ago i but go (laughs) um the cultural significance in the u.s like business speak versus like maybe international corporate talk or other nuances like have you guys heard of any because i have a few no i haven't heard of any at all (laughs) i oh my god i do not recall i just remember from that class learning about like brand like branding your corporation into like different for different languages and to for different countries, um, like Coca Cola, for example, Coke, it the way they brand their stuff is very tailored to a specific audience. Okay, so that's kind of the nuance. I don't remember the exact phrasing, but one of them was like, uh, I think it was Pepsi's old slogan. But when you translated Pepsi's old slogan, I think in China it was like, oh, the Walking Dead. Like it, it made it sound like zombies. Oh so gosh. like you couldn't do a, a direct translation, mm. and it. Um, basically some of my research was on business speak and like cultural practices and cultural competency is that you can't assume what you do in one country is going to be okay Mm -hmm. business-wise elsewhere. So for instance, for us, like cafecito, right? Like in Miami, it was very common at 3 (laughs) PM. Someone made the cafecito and like you would drink it. And if you would turn it down a little too often and you weren't on a diet or you weren't anything, it was kind of like, oh, that person doesn't want to be social or like that person is like not not about it or 
Um, I would see people get rewards like, oh, that person makes the coffee all the time and makes the rounds like they're popular within it. Like you can do the project or, oh, you did the coffee last time. So like, why don't you go ahead and like go have lunch with so-and-so today? Like as a or reward. Just sleep early. You deserve it. Yeah. Like it was stuff like that, <laughs> I th- which I kind of miss. I'm not going to lie. Um, another one that if you guys don't know about it, which to me was crazy, like in Spain, it's very common to do like a siesta so to take a nap in the middle of the day. So you would not schedule a meeting or send a professional oh, email at like wish. one or 2 I p.m. Wish. But then, <laughs> right? But then also, I no, l- let me be real. I would be so annoyed with all my deadlines and everything, and I need to get in touch with people. And you're going to tell me your business is closed for from set amount of time to set amount of time? Uh uh-uh. uh. But it's the cultural practice of right. it. So can you imagine, like, wow, that person's really rude because she keeps asking me for these flow charts at one or two, and like <laughs> that's prime siesta time. <laughs> you don't do that. And then, like, I in Japan or, like, most Asian countries, if you give a business, like, you can't just hand out a business card. Like, you have to take it graciously and with a gift. And even though they may, they have, like, certain phrases that do translate to English jargon, it, there's a lot of behaviors that are just, like, oh, you don't say that in an email. Like, you say that in person to, like, really resonate and build the business. Right. Like, so the per my last email, like, works for us, but it doesn't necessarily work in other countries. Mm. So I just I wanted that. to point out yeah. that. Just because you master our corporate talk doesn't mean you're ready for the real international world. And that's why, that's why I was saying, like, I think professionalism is key. Like, as long as you're professional in some sort of way, whether it's written or verbal, you're good. You don't necessarily need this corporate jargon. So here's my favorite part. I wanted to go ahead and clarify for our listeners some phrases or like, you know, have a little vent sesh, talk about the ones we're annoyed of, like Manny's leverage, apparently. <laughs> So, Manny, why don't you give us a few other phrases than leverage? <laughs> yeah, which which other ones do I, you also hate? <laughs> y'all, I Or use hate. for the most part. <laughs> I hate leverage. I already spoke about that. And I hate the word robust. I hate it because it's a filler <laughs> word. This robust plan. I don't think I've heard what? it that often, actually. What? What about you, oh, Gabby? Oh, for sure. And I'm always like, what does that mean? It's filled with stuff is what I gather. Uh. I hate it. I it's yeah. I hate it. It's triggering. Those words are triggering. I also I love I love saying moving forward or going forward in my emails. I like it because it's it's a little passive aggressive and it's like okay, moving now from on this point, this is what we're doing. So I kind of like it's very assertive. You're getting so do, things done. Like, let's yes. stop talking about it. This is what's happening. Kind of Moving thing. forward, I, I'm i not going to send you this email anymore. I expect you to know this. <laughs> I'm kidding. I've never had to send that email. But it's a good hack. It's a good mm-hmm. hack to be assertive, to get your point across. Please don't use robust or leverage. Mom, another favorite has to be I'll be around. Whenever your boss tells you, hey, I'll be around, it means don't contact them. Mm -mm. They will not be around. Only contact them if there's a dire emergency. And it's cool. It's cool. I work on the weekends and sometimes, you know, the bosses are, hey, I'll be around. Just I'll be around. (laughs) Um, The last thing I did want to mention, I alluded to this earlier. Um, I just wanted to give our listeners a few facts on how to dominate the corporate talk inside the the room and trying to get a raise with their boss. And according to this Forbes article, um, they say it's very important. Do your research on why you should be giving this raise, Mm -hmm. be prepared and be direct. And I like this, these statements, 
I believe my rules and responsibilities and my contributions have risen. I'd like to discuss with you the possibilities of reviewing my compensation. So like what we we're talking about earlier, I think there's a, a way that you can effectively communicate something and get the best outcome where your boss is going to be more than impressed that you're able to communicate the corporate talk, which sometimes is needed as you climb the corporate ladder. Yeah, absolutely. And like two other points to add to that is don't make it a personal discussion. Keep it professional. So like I have- Which is hard to do, I think, because especially if you're talking about salary, it's like- Most definitely. Because money's personal. Yeah. Yeah. And Mm. But never just say, hey, because the interest rate went up, which I believe everyone's experiencing. You have to say like how you've stepped up to the plate. Right. Right. But professionally, you can't just say, hey, I've been staying every late every single day for 18 years. You have to say my output has really surpassed expectations. Well, pause right there. If you're just having (laughs) this talk with your boss on a- salary raise after 18 years facts why are you still there (laughs) that's another episode that's another topic but anyway danny why don't you give us some of your corporate talk yes 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 so one of my favorites is touching base or circling back aka you forgot friendly reminder i'm poking you to get back to me like you said you would once upon a time oh my gosh you do, <laughs> you do say I'm that i'm so i'm so I'm guilty with my friends Let's i'm guilty you. i'm guilty of using that one too often when people don't get back to mm-hmm. my emails it's it's the key phrase um another one that i like is let's put a pin on this come back let's come back to it at a later time aka not even remotely important at this point in time yeah, let's forget about it until it comes up again Whoa, i feel attacked i say that all the time but it's because you i mentally put a pin in it and i mentally want to revisit a conversation but do you, you really know, want to revisit it or no, um, until I'm if gonna, it comes up? I'm going to rephrase the definition. I'm putting a pin in it because it's not the point of discussion right now. It's not meeting our <laughs> goals. Like we can we can discuss this. It's just we have a limited time to actually yeah. get Exactly. It's done. not a priority. So if it were to come up again, then we discuss it. If you don't bring it up again, then it's not important. Okay, that's fair because I definitely put myself in the position of, oh, I need to take responsibility and revisit my pins. I do tell myself that. I think regardless, it still says shut up. <laughs> shut up. We're moving on. Oh my gosh. Kind of, I'm going to yeah. remember that forever now. <laughs> I'm going to stop using it. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, one that I do not like is um, a holistic approach. Let's take a holistic approach, aka it refers to looking at the entire business and all of its moving parts rather than narrowing it on just a few key pieces of the puzzle. Um, what, what the hell is a holistic approach? Like, I hate that. why hate do that. we use these filler words? This is another uh, filler. Yes. For sure. Added, added to the list of leverage and robust. <laughs> holistic. Ugh. Holistic. Oh, I, I actually haven't come across that one a whole lot, but that one personally bothers me. Cause like when you're like, let's say in a marketing role or like everyone mm-hmm. has a specific job. So if you're in a meeting within your department and you're saying, let's take a holistic approach. Well, like, no, that sounds like it needs to be a larger meeting than not within the scope of what we just do. But I digress. And that's navigating corporate talk. (laughs) Honestly, I feel like that's that's our phrase, our 90s phrase. I have a few more, too, that I'm just like, ah. So if you follow me on Instagram, I asked some people to submit some. But I decided to first, I want to outline my three most hated phrases, 
One, there seems oh, to be. She went in with all the hate. None yeah, no, I picked. Likes. I picked the ones that I hate because clearly you guys came for me for the ones that I like. So <laughs> I don't know. You used them. <laughs> it's fine, but I hate the. There seems to be a disconnect in communication. <laughs> like for me, that's like that's a nice way to say I'm confused and or you didn't understand me. This is what I'm asking for. It's not up for discussion. Like. When a manager yeah. tells you there's a disconnect in communication, you messed up somewhere is kind of what it means. Yeah, you're not on the same page. But it, but I don't think there's confusion. I just think they're flat out telling you. No, no, no. But it's confusion on my end because then I'm like, oh. wait, when like, but what do you mean? Like, where's the like, what's the disconnect or what do you want for me? Like, what is right. the goal here? Because that's what bothers me. If you can say, hey, I meant this. Can you do this? That's different. But right. if you just say there's a disconnect in communication, it's I'm like be you like, have to figure out where it went wrong. <laughs> it's like that woman with the math meme, like, okay, at what point in the equation, like, did I mess up? <laughs> what variable is not working here? And then I hate the phrase, let's talk offline. No, I like this. So, like, for example, in our morning pitch meeting, we have a bunch of reporters, producers, managers in this. And somebody like we're getting through all the pitches and somebody's like, yeah, but can we talk about how this person ever responds to me or blah, blah, blah. Or like, oh, how what do you want out of this particular story? It's like we don't have time. We, we have like we have to go and get the story done. We don't have time for your side commentary <laughs> slash conversation. So like, yes, please it's talk like about this putting offline. a pin in it. No, actually, no, 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 no. Putting a pin on it means like we're not going to discuss it at this particular moment in time or ever unless you bring it up again. Let's talk about it offline means once everyone leaves this particular conversation, you and you and I will have this conversation. We don't well, need a whole bunch of people listening. Why do you hate it, Gabby? Because you're not actually in most cases. Like, first of all, are we talking online? No one said let's talk online about this. <laughs> Second of all, it's because most of our conversations are online at this point. I message, I am oh email. God. You're taking it too literal, Gabby. but that's my point. Like, why, Gabriela Nunez? Why can't you just say, "Hey, we're gonna talk about it. Let's personally talk about this later." Like, why is it? Let's talk about because this it's offline. not later. Because it's not later. It's not putting a pin on it. It's talking about it immediately after. Okay, guys, let's, let's put a pin on this and talk about it offline. <laughs> my last one, and this one grinds my gears. The, oh, I hate that the phrase. The communal Grind. we. We. Can we ask for this? Can we put this together? Just oh, be my God. Just say you. Yes. Just be us. Yes. Like, I work, Manny's an assignment editor, and I often hear, like, that is a person or the position in a newsroom who reaches out for information. <laughs> And when I see a manager send a news, uh, newsroom-wide email saying, can we reach out on this? It's like, you yes. mean, can someone else do it? And I'll just say that. Just, yeah. just say that. Like, who is the we? And I literally had a conversation that it was me and one other person on shift. And the person is like, hey, can we change this? And I was like... <laughs> I, I'm only a few weeks into this job, so you, you're either talking about me or asking my permission. So I'm like, when you say we, you mean me, right? Like, just clarifying, like, this isn't a question. Like, and oh they were God. like, fine, I'll I do think, it. And I was like, whoa, it was an honest question. To defend the we part, I do get where you're coming from. Wow, is that corporate speech? <laughs> <laughs> but I do get where you're coming from but I do think that the we is more like on behalf of the company so that you don't take it personal because it's not like <laughs> like you wrote something wrong or anything it's just like you know if this 
corporation looks bad on this part, can we as a company change it? You know, guys. No. Unless realized, it's your byline. Yeah. If it's your byline or your email no, or something, then that's no. a direct. No, I just really feel like just be blunt. Like, can this team? Can X? How is Maddie crying out of laughter? It's just, guys, it's the, to me, it's the fake unifying of. I get it. A team. I get that. Like I you are saying that we're in it mm-hmm. together, but we're kind of really not. Like, it's just bad business in my mindset. If you are someone who emphasizes and often uses the we, I am hardcore judging you many still dying no i'll die on that hill i just it was so funny how uh danny is over here being like the hr lady going against everything (laughs) gabby going against everything gabby saying of course you want to talk offline can we of course it's we they're representing the company gabby she's like okay hr lady we know her career pivot. I know. <laughs> well, wow. I, no, no, no. I don't want to be mean to my followers, but I'm going to read a few as well <laughs> before we wrap up the episode. I asked people, what are some terms they've heard? People have told me the friendly reminder in quotations. I'm not even going to uh, define that. Y'all know what that means. To piggyback off of that, uh, means you're yeah. driving a point or like you're really supporting a cause. Anything related to having bandwidth, like we're computers. I don't have yes, the bandwidth that. for that, that task. I hate. That's or dumb. do you have the bandwidth to take this on? That's another filler word. Like someone's I've like, never yes, gotten that. I'm the corporate machine that works. So I'll check my bandwidth is how this person phrased it. I'm going to use it. It's no. not within my scope, as in it's not my responsibility or oh, not my, my good one. We did the let's circle back. Please refer to a kind way of saying not my job. (laughs) An email that's a one-liner and just ends with best can come off passive aggressive. (laughs) Be careful. Best or thanks, comma. And my final one is, can you shed some more color on this? You're definitely not getting your point across. Can you shed? I've, I've never heard of that. That just reminded me of one that I use often, but I don't know if it's corporate talk. I'll be like, that's above my pay grade. Yeah. That's just rude. No, I say that. That is rude. It's a no, I only say that to people I know, but I'll be yeah. like, that's above my pay no, grade. No, when people are when people complain to me about a decision that I'm relaying on behalf of someone else, I'm like, I'm not a dis I don't get paid to make decisions, or I'm not the decision maker. Like I'm very blunt no. about that. Like, hey, no. don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> oh yeah, Literally. I'll say that too. Yeah, yeah. So with that, any final thoughts on corporate jargon? Danny, are there any other phrases you'd like to defend? No, I'll just say that I don't think we can ever really get away from corporate talk. Like whether you love it or you hate it, I think it's going to be a part of our culture, at least in America, or I should say the United States, not America. But at least in the US, I think it's very prevalent. So with that, I would like to properly end this podcast episode and we would like to revisit this conversation (laughs) offline because I did put a pin on other corporate speak with my co-host. And the next time you'd like to revisit some of these phrases or circle back on some of your favorite ones, feel free to share this episode with your other friends and invite them to come in if you have the bandwidth. Remember, you can say, oh yeah, have you heard of this phrase? Let's talk about the corporate structure and how maybe we can use or leverage it for further conversation. No more. Oh yeah, let's talk. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.